This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. This episode is brought to you by Lola V, an award-winning hair care line founded by the fabulous Jennifer Aniston. Jen got tired of the same old struggle we all face, choosing between hair products that work and ones that are actually good for us. With Lola V, that dilemma is history. We all put our hair through the ringer. That's why it's crucial to have products that not only repair the look of the damage, but also shield your locks from future harm. Enter Lola V's bestsellers, the Glossing Detangler and the Perfecting Leave-In Conditioner. They're your hair's new best friends. For a limited time, you get 15% off your entire order at lolavie.com. Just use the code RAWBEAUTYTALKS at checkout. Lolavie is all about naturally derived plant-based goodness, no silicone, sulfates, parabens, or gluten, and of course, cruelty-free and vegan. That's 15% off your order at lolavie.com with promo code RAWBEAUTYTALKS. You can only use one promo code per order and discounts can't be combined. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Tell them I sent you over. Welcome to Raw Beauty Talks. I'm your host, Erin Trelor. Ready to peer behind the highlight reel and all those polished pictures of the world's biggest influencers and wellness experts, we're going to uncover what beauty, health, and wellness truly means in today's world. As someone who really struggled with disordered eating and negative body image, I became a health coach because I'm passionate about redefining health and wellness so that it's less about the weight on the scale and more about how we feel. Let's pull back the curtain for some raw beauty talks. Hello, my raw beauties. I'm so excited for today's episode. I thought I would do a q and I haven't done one in a long time. And I had a bunch of questions left over from Jill after our conversations in December. And I thought I would answer those. And then I also put it out on Instagram and uh, got some really amazing questions from you as well. So I wanted to dive into some of those. And I picked ones that I felt would be the most helpful for everybody or supportive for everybody. If you ever have a question that you want me to talk about or dive into the show, please don't hesitate to ask. You can hit me up over on at Raw Beauty Talks on Instagram. If I sound a little bit more quiet than normal today, or I'm speaking a little bit less enthusiastically, I am recovering from strep throat, which I think has been going around our family for about a week now we finally all got swabbed and that's what it is so I'm on the antibiotics it's so funny because I was thinking about like how conscious I am about you know using products that are less toxic and just being mindful about how I treat my mind and body but as soon as I felt like I had razor blades in my throat you know I was up this morning at 7:50, driving to the doctor's office without a doctor's appointment because I was desperate for the antibiotics. I was like, get the medication in my system. And so I was just laughing at, you know, how we can try so hard to do things one way, to do it as clean or non-toxic or natural as possible. But at the end of the day, we freaking need Western medicine and the amazing resources that it gives us so badly in some moments because like my throat was swelling up. I did I couldn't swallow. I could not talk. 
it was super uncomfortable and it is amazing how much better I already feel right now. Yes to both Eastern and Western medicine. Yes to holistic medicine. Yes to picking whatever option you most need in any given moment, whether that's meditation or medication. We're so lucky to live in a day and age where it's all available to us. All right, let's dive into some questions. Over the last few years, meditation has really helped you find balance in your life. You've now become a certified instructor. How on earth do you meditate each day with kids at home? When do you do it and for how long? I love this question because I think a lot of us struggle with feeling like we have enough time to fit ourselves in, to care for ourselves. And I know that this was a story that I was telling myself for a long time, even before I had kids, I didn't feel like I had time to meditate, even moving my body. Like it just didn't feel like there was enough time in the day to do all of the things that I wanted to. And so really changing my relationship with time and reframing The importance of looking after myself has allowed me to prioritize meditation and things like moving my body, um, making it easier to actually sit down to do it. I would say, though, that it's never easy for me to meditate. Like, I never, very rarely am I like, oh, I can't wait to go meditate. I can't wait to go sit down. I know I'm going to feel so much better afterwards. So that's what gets me to go. And I've committed to it at this point. I've committed to doing it. I know that it supports my mental health. I know that it allows me to feel more grounded. It stops my spirally thinking or it it changes my relationship to my thinking and my thoughts really. It allows me to separate from them a little bit so that I can choose whether or not to believe those thoughts, whether or not to continue thinking about them, just take some of the power away. So I would say that I had to really reflect on, you know, my priorities in life, what was most important to me, and meditation came into the fold more so when I was struggling with such debilitating anxiety that I was desperate for change. I would hope, you know, for others that they don't have to get to that point before they start doing something like this and recognizing how practices like meditation and moving your body are going to support you in every single area of your life. In 2022, when I was doing my meditation teacher training, I meditated every day for 90 days for 30 minutes. And I noticed such an incredible shift doing that. Like the 30 minute time slot and doing it every day, it just changed the way I was seeing and perceiving everything. There was a really noticeable difference. Then life happened and the holidays happened. And then heading into January, you know, we've been getting ramped up and excited for the Robbie D reset. I've had an influx of one-on-one clients and uh, the kids have started back at school and their activities. And so all of a sudden, As so many people experience, these things, these pillars and anchors that keep me feeling my best have been shoved out a little bit more. I haven't been doing it as consistently. And you know what? I can feel it. I can feel myself more untethered. I can feel myself more anxious. And so I'm really making that commitment to come back to these practices like not drinking alcohol and meditating and moving my body. The reason that I wanted to talk about, you know, the 
segue of January and the fact that I haven't meditated every day in January is because I think a lot of people experience that where you're able to commit hardcore for a certain amount of time and then something knocks you off and you fall off off the wagon or you fall into a different path. And I just want to remind you that that's normal. Like I have met very few people in life who are incredibly consistent with their routines. And the people that I have met who are incredibly consistent with their routines, the consistency is a bit of a coping mechanism there's not a lot of room for flexibility. If something changes, they are very much thrown off off guard. Whereas for me, if I, you know, don't meditate for a day or two, it doesn't have a big impact. It's more long-term that it has an impact. So I guess I want to remind you that you can set an intention to do something and it's great if you're doing it And you may find that you fall off track or that you don't stick with it. And that's okay. Just be mindful of how you feel in this new state and then get intentional about what it is that you want to do and why you want to do it. So for me, I know that meditating every day feels really good, that it supports every area of my life, that it really helped pull me out of that space of debilitating anxiety. And so I want to go back to that. And so I am lucky enough to get to tag along with Scott on one of his work trips next week. I'll be doing work while I'm there, but it's a new space. We're going to have sunshine. It's going to be just like a change of scene. And so I'm committing to getting back onto that daily meditation during this time. And I'm not going to beat myself up about the fact that it didn't happen as much in January. It's okay. It's not the end of the world. It's totally normal for this to happen. Get intentional about what it is that you want. And then align yourself with that. To answer Jill's question, (laughs) I went off on a tangent. I like to meditate every day for 30 minutes. However, I have seasons, times, days, and weeks where that doesn't happen. And that is okay. The next question is, what is your go-to breakfast? If you have done the Raw Beauty Reset or worked with me, you know that I start every day with a big glass of water first. This is like the one thing that I can be really consistent with is water first thing in the morning. Now, this water is not meant to replace food. It's not meant to curb my hunger signals. It really just helps me stay hydrated. I'm not somebody who's great about naturally just drinking water all the time. So this is laying a strong foundation for the day by hydrating. And then I make myself breakfast, which during the week, we are getting the kids ready for school. I'm feeding them, making lunches, all of the things. So I'm having something quick and I don't tend to have a big appetite in the morning. Like I could easily go until 11 without having anything to eat most days. But I know that that's not supportive of my blood sugar levels. I know it's not supportive of my mental health. And so I always have something to eat. So my go-tos are toast with peanut butter and banana. I use a brand called Adam's Peanut Butter that is natural with no sugar added. Then I'll add half a banana and sprinkle it with hemp hearts. Or sometimes I'll put jam or honey on it. Uh, But the peanut butter, banana, and hemp hearts is probably my go-to. 
And then the other common weekday breakfast is oatmeal with frozen berries right now and fresh berries in the summer. And then I'll put in about half a tablespoon of peanut butter because I don't like my oatmeal sticky and gunky, but I do like to get some of those good fats in there. I'll sprinkle on hemp hearts, chia seeds, and sometimes I'll mix in a vanilla protein powder. I use the Vega pea-based vegan protein powder. So after water and breakfast, I'm usually taking the kids to school. Either Scott or I walk them to school every day. Then I make my matcha latte or my half-calf coffee. This is seriously one of the best parts of my day. And I head up for my first client call. Okay, favorite cookbook. Ooh, I mean, I am in love with Half-Baked Harvest. And then I also am loving uh, Mandy's Gourmet Salads Cookbook. It is the one with the pink cover is the one that I have. This has salads, grain bowls, desserts, smoothie recipes. It is amazing. I have not had a recipe out of Mandy's Gourmet Salads that I that our whole family actually hasn't loved. One of the questions down below was, what's the last meal you had? And last night we had burrito bowls. And that is from Mandy's Gourmet Salad. So I will link to that book. I would definitely add this one to your Rolodex of cookbooks. Okay, so the next question is, how do I make healthier choices when I have such a crazy schedule? Oh man, we all feel this way, don't we? (laughs) So a couple of things come to mind right off the bat. First of all, when we are busy, and packing our schedule full, it doesn't leave a lot of space for pause or to be super intentional about what we're doing. We tend to operate on autopilot. So just taking little micro moments to pause, as especially as you transition from activity to activity, will give you a moment to move out of autopilot and into a space of choice where you can make a decision. So a micro pause looks like taking a breath I'm rooting into the present moment. Where am I right now? Okay, I'm in the kitchen. I see natural light pouring in. I see my countertop. I feel my feet on the floor. What do I need in this moment in order to feel my best? That one question, that one breath, that one pause, that one moment of pulling yourself into the present moment is enough time to give you a second to actually think about what will be most supportive. Versus what most of us do, which is walk into the kitchen, open the cupboard, grab a bag of chips. We're eating the bag of chips. We're halfway through it. And we're thinking about what we're making for lunch. Now the chips are gone. And we're like, wow, I don't even really remember eating those, let alone enjoying them. And it certainly wasn't what I actually needed. When we take that breath and take that micro pause, it's giving ourselves a moment to say, okay, I'm going to take a handful of chips And then I'm going to make myself a sandwich and um, some apple and I'm going to sit down to eat this because that's actually what my body needs right now. So I would highly recommend the micro pause just to bring a little bit more awareness and intention into the choices and the actions that you are taking. The second thing is that when you have a crazy busy schedule, we've got to build in healthy habits and we want to build in systems that are going to support you in making healthier choices 
when the schedule is all over the map. So an example of this for for me and for our family is that we do a meal plan and grocery shopping on Sundays. When this doesn't happen, let me tell you, it is like all hell breaks loose in our house. (laughs) We don't have stuff to make the kids lunches. There isn't food for us to eat lunch at home. So like somebody's going out to get it or Scott's drinking coffee until... 4 p.m. and then he's starving and ravenous and there's nothing for dinner and we're going to the grocery store at 5 p.m. but that's when the kids get hungry. It's not a good scene. It's just not a good scene. So I know one of the ways that sets our entire family up for success is by thinking about what are five dinners that I'm going to make in the coming week and then we have two nights where it's either takeout or leftovers or Scott and I are out but what are five dinners that I'm going to make? And then I have our go-to breakfast items, lunch items, fruits, we cut up veggies, and that's sort of the prep. Having that food in the house and having a bit of a plan in place, it just makes it that much easier to make healthier choices. And then some of the habits that I've talked about during the show, so things like having that glass of water in the morning, taking your vitamins in the morning, and ensuring that you're eating breakfast before you get that coffee, those types of things start to fall into place and then they be, they begin to become something that you are just doing on autopilot in the same way that you brush your teeth every night without thinking about it. You know, if you miss a night of brushing your teeth, the next night you just brush them again. It's not like, okay, well now I'm never going to brush my teeth again. I've fallen off the wagon. No, you just brush your teeth again. So it's sort of the same for any habits that we're building. They become the norm. Now, often the mistake I see people making is that they decide, okay, next week I'm going to start working out. I'm going to start menu planning. I'm going to be cooking more. I'm going to do yoga every day. I'm going to be whitening my teeth. I'm flossing. Like I'm I'm doing all the things all at once. And of course, that is a recipe for disaster. So I would suggest picking one thing, like saying to yourself, okay, tomorrow and the next day and the next day, the next week, I'm going to focus on having water first when I wake up and get used to that, make that familiar and uh, make that automated and then add on or layer on the next habit or the next thing. With menu planning, I really do feel like this is a key one. You don't have to plan every single meal. You're just going to pick like four or five dinners or meals that you're going to make. And then you might find it helpful to categorize certain days of the week. Like on Tuesdays, we always do something Mexican, whether it's burrito bowls, tacos, fajitas, um, uh, like a taco salad, uh, tortilla soup, whatever it is, there's a bit of a theme there for me to follow. On Sundays, I'm usually doing some sort of bowl. So uh, brown rice with tons of roasted vegetables, a different sauce or dressing each time, seeds, and I make enough so that we have leftovers for lunches as well. So maybe on Sundays, you know, you've got a lot of stuff going on. So you're putting something in the crock pot and you're doubling it so that you have a freezer meal, lunches and dinner for that night. But you may find it helpful to have those themes throughout the week. So it takes a little bit of the guesswork out. If you imagine a line of dominoes, those little black squares all lined up at the front of those, there's a master domino. And when that master domino is completed, it supports you in knocking down all the other dominoes. So for me, a master domino is meal prep and and meal planning. It just helps 
you know, it allows me to make lunches, dinners are prepped, kids are getting healthy snacks, we're all eating consistently throughout the day, nobody's hunger is getting so intense that we're setting ourselves up to overeat or to be grumpy or hangry. So a master domino is meal prep. You can think about what your master dominoes are. For some people, it might be moving your body. Makes It reduces anxiety. It allows you to think more clearly. You are able to come up with creative ideas on your run. Uh, you get time in nature. And so it's a win, 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 win. Think about for yourself as an individual and for your family, whatever that looks like, what are those master dominoes? The next question is, how do I stop overeating? How do I stop overeating? And the key for this, I would say, is to stop undereating. To stop undereating, especially during the day. This is one of the number one reasons why I am such an advocate, especially if you're working on your relationship with food and your body, of having breakfast. I would really highly encourage you to have breakfast, lunch, and dinner and then two snacks. So a snack between breakfast and lunch, a snack between lunch and dinner. And then for me, I also have a snack after dinner as well. I'm consistently eating throughout the day. I'm not restricting foods. I allow myself to have whatever I want. And I know if you're overeating, that can sound really scary. Like you're just giving yourself full permission to eat. Why don't you just eat candy all day? And why don't like, of course, then you're just going to eat brownies and sugary cereal and all of these things, but the body and the mind actually don't want that stuff all the time. The reason that we get hyper-focused on it or that we find ourselves overeating is because we have told ourselves we are not allowed those foods or because we are not giving ourselves enough food during the day. If you've had a wonky relationship with food at some point, one point or another, you've probably restricted your food intake. And so then the body believes that it's going into a space of famine. The body is designed to protect us against famine. And so all of a sudden we think about food more often, we're obsessing about it, we are stockpiling it when we do get it, our metabolism slows down in order to ensure that the body doesn't lose too much weight. So the number one key to stop overeating is to stop undereating. Now, of course, there's so many layers to this as well. And sometimes we're overeating because of emotional reasons. You know, we're bored, we're tired, we're stressed. We have trauma that hasn't been tended to. There are so many reasons that people overeat. So I would say that if you're finding that this is a problem for you to seek support to reach out to your doctor, to reach out to me as a coach. This is the exact area that I work in. We have another round of the Raw Beauty Reset starting this week, starting January 31st. And I am going to be doing this program twice this year. So if this is something that you need help with, this program is designed to support you to stop overeating, to stop binge eating, to find a more sustainable healthy relationship with food rooted in intuitive eating, mindfulness, movement, and self-love. Over a thousand women have gone through the program. Please don't blame yourself. Please don't feel like you are the only one who is struggling with this problem. This was a huge issue for me for a long time. 
And I can tell you, you are not alone. It doesn't have to be like this though. There can be so much more ease around food. You just have to ask for help. You've got to take that first step to say, I'm done with this. I want a new way. And let me tell you, it is the smartest choice you will ever make. One thing that I'm working on, um, that would be consistency with exercise. You know, I've been telling myself this story that Scott is training right now. He's doing enough exercise for both of us, but I do want to feel my strongest. And I feel that when our body is physically strong, it supports our mental strength. As I said, I'm starting to feel like I have more energy, not necessarily today, but in general. And so I am excited to to put more time and energy into that and, and to have that be more consistent. One thing you slay every day. <laughs> One thing I slay every day. Oh, loving on my kids. Just, I just love them so much. And I tell them that all the time. And I'm, I, I think they know that. I think that they're borderline like, mom, you need to back off. <laughs> you need to chill. Are you a big vitamin person? Yes, I would say that I am a big vitamin person. And then the next question was, what do you swear by? So I've been taking omega-3s for years now for mental health primarily, but omega-3s are also great for a number of things, but they support our mental health. They support the brain. I also take biotin for my nails and hair. I take an excessive amount of that. I don't know if this is good or bad. I'm just telling you. I take like 10,000 mcgs it's just it's a lot because i find that my skin and hair and nails tend to be a bit more brittle if you've ever studied ayurvedic doshas i'm a vata dosha and so this tracks completely vata doshas tend to have a thinner frame more likely to have anxiety they'll have drier skin more brittle nails more likely to have osteoporosis um their hair won't be as thick. So I take biotin, I take a multivitamin, and then I take vitamin D. What shows are you currently watching? Oh, I'm currently watching Breakpoint or Point Break. I don't remember what it's, it's the tennis documentary and it is so good. I am First of all, I love tennis, but I didn't really know a lot about all of the different players. And I, I'm just fascinated by their stories behind the scenes. And what I have loved more than anything is really getting a sense of what goes on with the mental game for athletes. And this show does a really good job of showing sort of the hope that they feel and the strength that they feel before they get onto the court. And then how it plays out as they're playing each of these matches. I mean, they're all going through moments in the match where they're questioning whether or not they're good enough, whether they're questioning whether they should be there, where you can see that their mental strength is having an impact on how they're physically showing up to play the game. And so I found this so fascinating because I find for myself, and I wonder if you're the same, that there are so many 
examples in life where we get hopeful about something or how it will play out and then we're executing it, whether it's motherhood or starting a new business or working on that project at work or starting dating somebody. And then you're in the game and your head, your mind starts playing tricks on you. You start questioning yourself. Like, am I good enough? Was that a dumb question? Is he into me? Can I actually wear this? And those thoughts that we're having are impacting the way that we show up. They're impacting our energy. They're impacting the way that we play the game, the game of life. And so you see these guys battling with their inner demons and these thoughts, and then you see them with the training that they've had around positive psychology, finding their footing again, like switching those thoughts, getting themselves back in the game, finding their strong point, And you just see how that changes the game entirely for them. I was thinking about how this plays out in my own life and the opportunity that is there to really work on in those hard moments, in those moments of doubt, using all of the tools that I have in order to get back into that positive mindset or that mind frame that then impacts the actions that I'm taking, the way that I'm speaking and how I'm showing up in life. So, I mean, the show is not about positive psychology, but I think if you were to watch it, you would really see what a big impact this has on the players, the way that they play the game. And it's all just a big old analogy for life. So check that one out. The next place you want to travel to, Greece. Greece, Raw Beauty Retreat. It's happening. We're going in September. It's going to be effing amazing. I cannot wait. So this was just a little shorty pants Q&A. Let me know what you think. Were you into it? Did you like it? Did you find any of that helpful? Because you know I'm not doing this show just to talk into thin air and to hear my own voice. Every episode, I'm hoping by showing up real and raw and honest and with the tools and tricks that I've learned along the way as a health coach that it will support you in some way in your life. Head on over to my DMs at Raw Beauty Talks. Let me know what's your takeaway, what's your aha moment from this episode today. Till next week. Thanks for taking the time to listen to this week's episode. Please take a moment to rate, review, or follow on your favorite podcast app and share this episode with someone that you think could benefit. Join the Raw Beauty Talks community at Raw Beauty Talks. And remember, it's your story, your body, your mind, and your journey. So think about what resonates with you and leave the rest behind. I'll see you next week.